hello there. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Grand Slam Fantasy Sports, where the bases are always loaded and we give you the advice to knock it out of the park. I'm Nick Frazier, and today I will be filling in for our fearless leader and co-host, Tyler St. Jean, as he is not feeling well. But as always, I'm joined by none other than the other third of the Grand Slam boys, Brandon Duff. Brandon, how's it going, man? It's been a while. It's going well, yeah. Missed last week. We're up on hiatus. We had uh, a yeah. Tyler on the shelf. I was on the shelf. You were the you were the only one ready to go, but here we are. But the week before, I was not ready to go. And you <laughs> nah, guys like that. Like that. We got things going on. Don't Tyler's yeah. on the short term IR right now. Yeah, yeah. But um, thought we we're gonna be limping in this week with uh, only two hosts again. But someone uh got the call. Looks like- yeah, we he got called up. I you know we're kind of jumping back to baseball. We kind of went down to the the. Well, this is a disservice to say it's the minors because this. This guy's a pretty big name. I mean, he's a integral cog in the Couch Guy Sports affiliate. He is one half of the Kiwoom and Jones fantasy football show. He's also my personal favorite. One third of the Dartmouth Mall Secret Society. <laughs> <laughs> including yeah. you brandon i am speaking none other of my boy one of my personal friends and favorite guys to listen to on the days where it's just dragon maddie kiwoom man it's glad to have you what up grand slam fantasy podcast <laughs> i'm freaking psyched to be on you know i wish Tyler was on i miss him too but you know get well soon I can't wait to talk football. I love the show. Listen every week. You know, let's freaking do this, boys. It's, it's been a while. I'm glad we got us three together because I feel like this is where appearance. it started. Yes, it is. I did baseball. Now football. You guys yeah, are you did a few you do it baseball. all. Yeah, yeah, we do. We kind of just nonchalantly switched into football, which was, you know. Yeah, of course. It, you got to. I mean, it's football season. We all love football. We're all we glued all, to our seats Thursdays, Sundays, and Mondays. I'll tell you, we all love football. I'm going to tell you this. I, I am very disappointed in my football experience this year because all around, I have three leagues, and I got to tell you, not one of them has gone well. I just <laughs> bit the – I have bit it big on all these. I, so many letdowns, but so many – Guys that just came out of nowhere and are just producing like they're studs. And that, I mean, I'm not saying they aren't. They are. But, I mean, tell me, guys. Matt, you've been you've been around the block. How, how are your leagues going, man? How, how is your football year going? Because mine's not going well. So, if, if, if you have a, a, the proverbial therapeutic couch, I need to lay down and vent because my, uh, my seasons have not been great. I'm in six leagues, three dynasty, three redraft. Uh, and let, I'll just put it this way. If if I could sum up those six leagues and compare it to an NFL player, it would be the wet blanket that is Kirk Cousins. It just He's not going to get you there. You're not going to probably win anything with him at the helm. But, you know, you're sniffing the playoffs because he's not terrible. That's basically all of my teams. Yeah. Yeah, I would compare my uh, 
teams to the Jacksonville Jaguars, just or the Detroit Lions, even. Except at least I got a win. Brandon, let me. Are you faring better? I, I feel like you're in a better I'm, spot than either well, of us right now. Well, yeah. In our in our uh, home league, I'm doing all right. I'm I'm in the the mix of things. I'm in a. I'm think I'm right outside the playoffs right now, but I'm tied tied. So we're doing all right. Um, I did a bunch of best ball drafts. I'm kind of all over the place in those leagues, but I think I drafted a little bit too much Sam Darnold in those leagues, honestly. <laughs> well, that's hey, right. how do you like? I hitched my wagon to it. What? How do you like best ball? Like how they work? Like what kind? Oh, I think that's something I'm definitely gonna look into next. I mean, year, I I, I have time for like to pay attention really to a few leagues, so I only play in a couple leagues, and then I play best ball. You don't really have yeah. to. There's no a, no. Doing you do underdog, right? Or, right, you don't do anything. You just draft it and set it and forget it. You do an underdog? Underdog, yep. Yep. Shadow underdog. Yeah, it's like I, a spam show. I know, right? I still haven't uh, dipped my toes into that. I should because this year, you know, I keep saying it, but leaves me a lot to be desired. Um, speaking of which, you know, there's been some letdowns. This, you're still scrapping, Brandon. Who would you say is a standout? for where we are at in this fantasy season it's about the midpoint maybe we just passed it we might be just a little past that uh check mark um who would you say is a standout for you or you know just in general up until this point um, of the year well it's, it's i have a few guys it's not people i own um i mean i roster in my leagues but uh hollywood brown is one i think mm-hmm. he's been unreal this year he's definitely outperformed where he was being drafted um, I liked him a lot going in this year, but I definitely didn't think he was. I think he's wide receiver six right now. Um, and the other guy's Michael Pittman. I liked him a lot going coming into this year, and I mean he's looking like a stud in Indianapolis. Wentz just goes to him constantly, throws him in the end zone all the time. I, I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm with you. Pittman was my guy. He was actually Tyler's guy before our season. We called it on yeah, our yeah. we all podcast. He had his uh. He had his kind of uh, rough games where you had him, he kind of questioned if it was, you know, if it was really going to pan out. But these past, I don't know, three, four, five weeks, he's just been looking like a man's man out there. He's just a man. He's uh, mossing guys in the end zone. He's getting the touchdowns. And I think right now, even with those bad games, he's right sitting there right within the uh, top 10 uh, receivers, maybe sitting somewhere around 9, 11. Um, Natty, who's your standout? So my standout of the first half is Jonathan Taylor. Um, it's really when you in redraft leagues, you got him at the end of round one, or if you decided he was your guy and you reach for him, you're looking around and you're so thankful that you have him. I mean, McCaffrey missed games. Zeke has not been Zeke. Uh, Derek Henry's hurt. Alvin Kamara now has a little bit of question marks in mispractice today. So when you look around at all the first round running backs and Jonathan Taylor is uh, currently running back two, looking at being running back one. You're have, you know, it's a nice exhale. He's absolutely dominating and all of his metrics look absolutely fantastic, just like his fantasy numbers. And uh, yards per uh, yard, true yards per carry, he's fifth out of running backs. Yards per touch, he's second. And in breakaway runs, juke rate, innovative tackles, he's top three. He's just a stud. Some bro facts getting spit at us. I, yeah. I don't pay attention to all that. I just watch the man and <laughs> listen to me. He's a don't he's you a, dare he's say a bro facts. Those are those are analytics. That was I was nerding out in front of you guys. Yeah, you yeah. 
I, that's, you know, I, re- I, don't I was mean, vulnerable right I don't mean to disrespect my man. Me? No. Hey, shout out, bro. Science. You're, you're actually, my you're, man Kevin no. Perdios taught me the way. Hey. I have to rely on some bro science. The bro science? But bring I'm, it on. You know, bring I'm, it on because we need it. We dude, need you any, let, any you guys brought me on Grand Slam. What do you, what do you think? I'm going I'm to come out without my guns blazing right away? Of course. Of course. Baby. Oh, all come right. on. I'm sorry. thinking about this all day. All you know what? I, I feel bad. I, I let you down. Just no, you like you just like me. Alan Robinson has oh, been letting oh, us all down oh. all year. I wish they would just Odell Beckham him. OBJ him right now. I <laughs> Alan Robinson? <laughs> I, 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 would not be, I would not Missing. be surprised if he uh, retired and we did not know about it, to be honest. <laughs> living, living in the Chicago chicago right now my god i just you know what i feel bad for him yeah i don't, I don't know, know if i yeah i mean he is way better than the fantasy numbers show his involvement in just the overall gameplay i just wish they just let this guy free you know the same free obj free alan robinson for god's sakes <laughs> he <does> look better <laughs> at the end of that yeah. game on monday so yeah Maybe there's a glimmer of hope, but he also has a hammy injury. I think that he's dealing with. Yeah, who's your standout, Nick? My standout? Oh, my standout was Pittman. You kind of went duo on me. Um, oh, oh, yeah. I mean Jamar Chase, dude. That like yeah. if we're going, if we're talking about Pittman, Jamar Chase is by far rookie of the year. If yeah, you ask yeah. me, this guy's looking like he's already on the level of uh, you know Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams. He's already that mm-hmm. guy in Cincy. And uh, I love T. Higgins. I love both him and Higgins, but Jamar Chase just seems to be the uh, the alpha, the go-to guy. And, you know, I don't know where – Maddie. I don't know if you know better of where he was drafted uh, this year, like typically. Jamar? But, yeah. Well, if you remember, later, right? right around draft season, oh, the whole homeboy came out and said he couldn't see footballs. And there yeah. was incidents of drops. It was the worst kind of coach speak in the history of preseason. And he I think he felt that from, Yeah, he couldn't see the white stripes. Or he didn't have white stripes. Right. Yeah, I'm not so gonna, I think he did fall a little bit, but he's nasty. If, if we're going to go like our, our biggest misses, Jamar Chase is a guy I completely faded coming into the season. Mm. I did that, just be, because that, that, of he, that, though. That was a big factor yeah, of the drop true. balls, man. Right. I, I laughed when I said that. Late. And and that was the news that that was out there right now. So I just no. I hated him. But yeah. oh man, it, I can't like just seeing him work, seeing him play, man. It's it's amazing. Um, the Bengals, I think in time they aren't quite there yet, but they are somebody to watch out for. They could be mm-hmm. like right in there in that AFC race for the next few years. All right. So we did our standouts. I gave you one of my um disappointments brandon who is disappointing for you yeah like year? i was saying earlier um i i'm in 15 best balls i did and i think i drafted sam darnold i mean obviously it was close to the end of the draft but in like seven or eight of them as my second qb and you you need you need both two qbs throughout the season and he's just terrible. he's awful he's not even usable on a week-to-week basis he started out hot but he's just kind of turned into his old jet self so Ugh. i just feel like that was kind of a i don't know i thought i honestly thought the the weapons in, in carolina were going to lift him up and he's kind of just brought them all down to be honest Oof. 
I, I almost believed it for a little bit. I think I watched oh, one of I the did. games. He, I did. He, he had like two rushing touchdowns for a few touchdowns at a monster game. And I was like, man, I, I considered Maddie, you know, I could, I was like, I told you I had some interest in him, but mm-hmm. there's still something me holding something holding me back on him. I didn't want to give too much for him, but I didn't want to lowball you either. And I'm almost glad it, it didn't work out because it just, what a fall from, what a fall from heaven, you know, what a yeah. fall from grace. And it, it's hurting your boy, DJ Moore. Hopefully. Uh, we, we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, okay? yeah, we, yeah. I'm going to talk about DJ Moore later. Yeah. Okay. We don't have to bring it up now. I don't, do you want me to cry 10 minutes in? Uh, no, I don't. That's not what I brought you on here for. <laughs> That's not what we brought you on here for. Okay. What was your, who's one of your disappointments? So I, I kind of had two real quick. Uh, one is just, I'll be short and sweet. Trey Sermon was a massive disappointment. Uh, a lot of people were looking to take him uh, as maybe as high as their RB2, you know, wait a little bit and grab him. And he's been a literal zero. I think he has high of 10 uh, points. So he's just killing everyone. But my personal disappointment is Miles Sanders. Uh, you know, Nick, in our home league, you know, I came for him and came for him from, and came for him. We finally made a trade to acquire him. He gets hurt and he misses the the reason why I was trading for him was the stretch of games they're currently in while he's sitting on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Now it's yeah. Jordan Howard season. Now it's Jordan Howard season. Yeah, right. That's uh, exactly what how we a, all drew it up in September. I know. Yeah, just oh, Jordan Howard's gonna be the guy at some point. The guy wasn't. The, oh my god, I can't believe Philly <laughs> just pisses me off. You know what? Uh, the other day, uh. the other day, I was on Twitter and I, uh, I was, I was talking to somebody. And they were talking about Jordan Howard and Adrian Peterson. And instantly it was like, oh, that's the Paul Rudd gif. <laughs> who thought we'd be here? Yeah. Not me. Who, who, who thought we'd be here? As Jordan like, Howard and Adrian Peterson have combined now for four touchdowns over the past two weeks. And three just, of those come from Howard, is, but still. Yeah. It's still. I was looking at like the top, the leaders in red zone carries per game. And Jordan Howard, I mean, obviously he's played in like one and a half games, but he's at like six and a half red zone carries yeah. per game. Yeah. And people are like, he looks spry. And now they're saying he's he ain't going away. So it's like, oh, exactly. there goes Miles yeah. Sanders this year. He's only twenty seven. I mean, he's not even yeah, he's like not old. old. He's, I mean, he he had the most impressive season I have ever seen, where he had like sixteen rushes for thirteen yards and twenty two touchdowns or whatever. Oh, yeah, James Conner. Yeah, it was like James Conner. James Conner, man. He's making a resurgence. I don't want to talk about that either. Come on. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Poke at my feelings okay. show. I know. I know. We we've kind of been going on. We 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 got the actual the meat and potatoes to get to. Mm-hmm. Oh, you already show. did your miss, right, Nick? Yeah, I did. That was Allen Robinson. Yep. Yep. Unfortunately, and I the hate biggest whiff. Yeah, the biggest whiff. That's they, his Nick, uh, His new name. That should be that on sleeper app. That's Allen the Whiff the, Robinson. The, oh. <laughs> It should be a TV show too. The biggest whiff, <laughs> Alan Robinson. Uh, okay, so we're gonna move on to uh, ups and downs. We're gonna go through uh, position by position. Give you three QB ups, three QB downs for the week. I think we call it studs and duds. Studs and duds. I'm changing it up a little bit. Well, we it's the same thing. We get the point, right? I hope uh, all you listeners out there get the point as well. But um, Maddie, you're our special guest. And uh, we're going to start you off. Who is your QB stud for the week? I'm going with Matty Ice, Boston College alum. I love I it. Got him, 
ranked in my top 12 at 11. He's uh, at Dallas in a game that could easily shoot out. And over the past few weeks, he's been a QB1. He's been uh, very uh, efficient. He's actually third in the league over the past three weeks with a uh, 83.8 passing grade on PFF.com. And uh, I'm going back to the well this week. I like what I'm seeing out of Matty Ice. Uh, he's got Pitts. He's got my boy Alamade Zacchaeus. I think he's going to light it up. And I think uh, if you're QB needy, because he's pretty widely available, you should uh, go ahead and scoop and, and put him right in your lineup. I I agree with you, man. I think Matty Ice, of course, I love Matty Ice. I, he's not what he used to be, but um, I think he's a perfect backup QB to hold on to if you're in a deeper league. Um He's still, I mean, he's going to, the thing with him is he's either going to have a terrible day like you saw uh, two weeks ago, or he's going to have a monster day where he spreads it out to everybody focused on his main target more than most, but he'll, he'll involve guys like Zacchaeus, uh, Cordero Patterson. He's got Russell Gage back. Um, I, I just, he's going, who, what, I'm sorry. Who's the opponent this week? Cowboys. Car- Cowboys. Oh Yeah. That shootout potential in itself. Um, yeah, load him up. I agree with your little uh, top 12 ranking. Sorry for saying little. That's just I kind of just throw it in there every now and then. But uh, I agree with you. Uh, Brandon. Yeah, I like Matt Ryan it? this week. I feel like he started the season off slow, but he kind of figures it out. He doesn't, uh, like you said, no matter who's he, who he's playing with, he's because now Zacchaeus and Gage. Um, Ridley's on the shelf right now or doing personal matters or whatever. But, yeah, Ryan figures it out. He figured it out, like Matt said, at Boston College. Brought them to a top 25-ranked team and uh, with a bunch of bums. That's what Matt Ryan does. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like you Agreed. said, he shoot out too, so plug them in. Yes. Who would you plug in this week, Brandon? Uh, I'm going with Carson Wentz. He's playing against the Jaguars. Um Four out of the last five weeks, he's finished as a top 12 quarterback. On the season, he has 17 passing touchdowns, only three interceptions, which is uh, pretty impressive for him. The Jags give up 275 passing yards per game, only have 15 sacks, and they give up 26 points. That's all bottom 10 in the league. I think Carson Wentz can uh, put up a big week. I like Pittman, too, and I like Jonathan Taylor. I like the whole, Colt, the whole Colts team this week. But uh, Wentz, I'll be starting him if I have him. If I'm, like Matt said, a QB needy team, I look to acquire Wentz and plug him in my lineup this week. Nice, Matty. How do you, how do you feel about Wentz? I like Wentz. Um, he, like Brandon said, he's had such a, a great floor over the you know recent history. So that's exactly what you're looking for. I actually have him at QB 12 at home against Jacksonville, which we've mm. seen other than your boy, Josh Allen, the former <laughs> stallion. <laughs> That's, He's that's, been, they've been pretty good, but you well, know, Jacksonville had the better Josh Allen. So <laughs> that day, that literally better. was a game plan. That guy went in there and he's like, I'm going to chill. I'm going to show this guy who Josh Allen really is. <laughs> that was, that was a pretty awesome to see. Honestly, I, I just was watching that. I was watching like that game. And some, like, if I had to go away, I was watching the updates of the game. And I'm just seeing Josh Allen sacks, sacked by Josh Allen, yeah. Josh Allen, fumble recovery. For, yeah, you, must uh, you know what I mean? I was like, the app is glitching. I was like, who the is this guy? Who is this guy? Who's? Who they both else? drafted seventh overall in their prospective drafts too. I yeah. think. 
Yeah, that's freaking crazy. That's crazy how the universe comes together like that. I that guess. was like a, a, a what Spider-Man a No Way Home type of situation. Yes, it's just like you know, it's it's like literally that meme of the Spider-Man just like pointing at each other. Isn't that like, the Matrix? Isn't then we? Isn't that proof that we're in a simulation? Isn't that the like exact be. moment where the the simulation's like, oh man, they got us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What a, what a computer like, error. We're, we're literally Josh watching. Allen dominates Josh Allen. They're literally watching a glitch, like in the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's get back to Carson Wentz. Oh yeah, Carson Wentz. One thing I like to add, uh, something I really like is what I'm seeing at him: eight big time throws uh, over the past five weeks, mm-hmm. which you both mentioned. Uh, Michael Pittman is making it happen. So Carson Wentz this week, put him in your lineup. I totally agree. Uh, he was another guy started off slow to begin the year. Um, I actually had him on my team. I drafted him pretty late, maybe last overall. <coughs> uh, after a while, I, I kind of had to cut him. I needed to make the space, but I, I did it too soon. I think he just needed to get his uh, legs under him. He kind of needed to get his uh, balance, so to speak, after kind of what he went through in Philly over the last few years, uh, being hurt and just kind of having a terrible offensive line, but he's, he's dealing right now, man. And uh, especially the matchup he has this week, load him up. He's going to be getting, throwing a lot to Taylor, lots of Pittman. Um, I don't know what TY's status is, but he get, he spreads it around a little bit. He practiced today, I believe. Yeah. So he's getting TY back. I, He's making those big boy throws, and uh, I'd say it's a big boy play this week, so I'm all over it. Um, moving on to my pick, uh, it was going to be Tom Brady. Uh, the Godwin news doesn't necessarily um, scare me away. I think Tom Brady is going to make it happen regardless, so I'm going to stick with him. Uh, I think it's just going to be, you know, because Godwin's kind of uh, going through this foot situation or um, – Sitting out practices is potentially doesn't doesn't play, but they are going up against Washington, who is almost dead last against the QB uh, this year, uh, against the passing game in general. Uh, any QB that's gone up against him has uh, virtually lit them up. And I mean, how can you not play Tom Brady? How can you not expect him to have a top three week at the position? So although it might be sort of selling out and going with the obvious answer, in my opinion, I'm going with Tom Brady, TB12, just going to light up the Washington defense and just go home and move on to next week. Hmm. Maddie, do you have any doubts? Not a Can you actually one. doubt Tom Brady? I really don't. Question. Even if Godwin happens to sit, I do obviously think that could affect his – you know, if he's QB one on the week or QB six on the week or something in that age, but he's still a play. Uh, Washington uh, comes in at 31st out of 32 teams in past DVOA. So they uh, very advantageous matchup for Brady. And right now, uh, so far throughout the season, Brady has the lowest turnover worthy play percentage at 1.1. He's only thrown four passes that were deemed turnover worthy by PFF. Dude's dialed in. All right. So I'm cool with Brady, but. If Godwin is out, is Antonio Brown still out? Antonio Brown is questionable. And Gronk's trending towards being out. So if let's say Brown, Gronk, and and um Chris Godwin are all out. Besides Evans, would you play any of the other pass catchers for Tampa? 
Tyler Johnson. I love Tyler Johnson. He's a clasher, and he just with with the opportunities he he can make splash plays, and they're gonna have to make some because the thing about Washington, they're also the coming third out of their guy. Mind. He, he puts up decent numbers at the third. Yeah, I think he had eleven fantasy points right, uh, right. before the bye without AB. You know, he's got to throw someone. OJ Howard could get involved. Like Brady can still light it up with guys, but and it, I, I, I think I like Scotty those. Miller, Scotty Miller could be. No, I was just gonna say Scotty. Oh, Miller that's might his be a sneaky. Play. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I feel. I feel Brady will still light it up this week. If he has if he has those guys, he'll still light it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Evans will probably go off too. Oh yeah, more on him to come. And uh, and I mean oh, right, yeah. Fournette too, but Fournette could be involved even more as a Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard. Uh okay. Uh Brandon, I take it you're on the same page. So I guess we can move on to our QB downs. Tell me who your QB dud is for the week. My QB dud this week is Kirk Cousins. He's playing against the Chargers. Um, if you look at the Chargers defense, they're actually pretty – They're well, not pretty. They're terrible against the run. Um, they're actually dead last in yards per game at 167 yards. Um, they've given up 10 – no, they've but they've given up 197 passing yards per game, which is one of the top – I think it's top three in the league. They've only given up 10 passing touchdowns, which is top three in the league. And that is because their run defense is so bad. Teams just choose to run against them. And if you look at the last two weeks, Kirk Cousins been under 200 passing yards in both of those weeks. Um, his One of his weeks was saved by a rushing touchdown. I'm just not – he hasn't been putting up the numbers. And going against the Chargers defense this week, I'm just not in on him. I would try sitting him. I would rather play Carson Wentz or, you know – I would try finding a lot of guys. I'd play Teddy Bridgewater. I'd play. Um, I mean, I could I could go through the list. Yeah, I expect Dalvin Cook if uh, he can find his way on the field after all the stuff coming out about him. But uh, I would take Dalvin Cook this week. I I don't trust Kirk Cousins, but I um, uh, you don't have to tell me, man. To me, Kirk Cousins is definition of white milk. It's just. <laughs> Oh, leave him, leave, this, right? leave him out, leave him out there too long, and he curls. We you know what I'm saying about the Kirk Cousins milk? Yeah, yeah. I, I do not. I will. I mean, it's hard enough to get me on the bandwagon for this dude, but he'll have his great weeks. Don't get me wrong. This week, no, no, thanks. I would find literally anybody else. Literally anybody else. I'm looking right now for uh, other candidates that I can give you like four. I'd rather play over Kirk Cousins. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to waste your time. Maddie, Kirk, thoughts? Yeah, I got I got him outside my top 15. Uh, I'm not really looking to play Kirk Cousins at all. And like Brandon said, the Chargers have such a run funnel defense. Uh, that's where just I could see it going in that game. Uh, could he have like a garbage time type comeback if, you know, Justin Herbert and the Chargers just put the whoop down on him? Potentially, but at the end of the day, Chargers are ninth in past DVOA, so I'm I'm complete with Brandon there. But I will say this: I do have him ahead of Ryan Tannehill. Ooh, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. I wouldn't play Ryan Tannehill either. So yeah, I but I really don't have him ahead of Derek, Derek Carr. Derek Carr is my <laughs> new boy. Yeah, I have my problems with Derek Carr too, but I would definitely play Derek Carr over either of those two. Oh, I love Carr. Yeah, Maddie. Done. So my. My uh, QB down, it's – I can't believe I'm saying this because he's been – he was as bulletproof as a, a fantasy quarterback could be up until now. But my down is Jalen Hurts. 
So up until week seven, so through week seven, he the lowest game was 21.8 fantasy points. So he was super reliable, but week eight, week nine, uh, he hasn't eclipsed 16 points. And that's just, they're not using him uh, to his full potential. They're not unleashing him. And when you look at Denver's, uh, who is they're playing Denver in Colorado. So that seems to normally zap uh, fatigue for opposing players. And a guy like Hertz who has to run a lot and he's always pushing the pace that could kind of pull him back. Plus they're not really great against the run, uh, which means more Jordan Howard, more Boston Scott, and maybe a little Kenneth Gainwell. So uh, I, I think he's a down this week. Typically I have him sitting pretty safely inside my top 10, but this week he's at 13 in Denver. Mm. I'll, I'll be honest. I Jalen Hurts to me. I hate watching him play. To be honest, I'm, I'm not a fan. Fantasy wise, he was great up until, like you said, the last few weeks. Um, I agree with kind of your little uh, rundown of what the game plan was going to be, the game script, so to speak. Philly just really, I. Don't know what the heck this coaching staff does, but at first it was just using Jalen Hurts too much. Now they're not using him enough. It's going from one extreme to the other. They bring out the backs more now after Sanders goes down. It's like, ah, oh, man, in Denver, I uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of on a wait and see with Hurts, see if he can get that early season magic back. But this week would not be the week I'd be uh, confident using him, Brandon. Yeah, I'm I'm there with you guys too. Over the last five weeks, he's only uh, topped 200 passing yards once, and he's the last two weeks. He's his attempts, like Matt said, are at 14 and 17 attempts. They're they're just not letting him throw the football really at all. Which, I mean, it, it was good for Devonta Smith last week, but it wasn't good for Dallas Goddard. And I think you're going to see over the course of the rest of the season that Jalen Hurts can maybe sustain one pass catcher, maybe. So not only is it hard to play Jalen Hurts when he's not passing the football, but none of his playmakers are really playable. Or you can't depend on them on a weekly basis. They're not going to put up consistent numbers. You know, everybody thought Goddard was going to be this number one tight end when Hurts left, and it's he's been okay. I thought so too, and it just has not panned out yet. Yeah. And then part of that is because Hertz doesn't throw the football. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's Philly is a dangerous game to play if you're playing any of those uh playmakers or who should be playmakers. Um with a little yeah. cherry on top. Vegas has about a 44 and a half over under, so they don't even think that the game could potentially shoot out. Yeah. This could this could be a very low scoring game. Just a lot of three and outs. A lot of stall drives. Unless they free Javante. Unless mm-hmm. they free Javante. I agree. I agree. Although I do, I I told you guys a tight end earlier. I'm switching it up to a tight end in this game for my uh, tight end. Oh, I wonder who that is. Is Dude. that someone you might have traded for a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, but that's more to come. That's later on. Yes, All right. Uh, my dud was Kirk Cousins. Um, for everything that we just said, white milk. Boring. Yeah, yeah bo- literally, bo- literally boring. Uh, my other one would be the other name that was brought up, Ta- Ryan Tannehill. I just, this guy's let me, I draft, I, in one league, I did draft him as my QB one, and it was pretty late. And it just, now I know why people at least try and take a better QB. 
But For sure. over the over the last few years, he's actually shown the ability to have great games. But this year hasn't happened. You'd think it would with Julio and at the time King Henry and uh, AJ Brown. AJ Brown's been on and off, been more of a wide receiver one lately, but is not translating to Tannehill big numbers. No. And against his the Saints, his boys in Atlanta coaching the Falcons now. Yeah. yeah, Arthur Smith over there coaching your boys. And he, he's a candidate, I think, for one of my disappointments of the year because I was so high on Ryan Tannehill. I was, too. Yep. I was, too. And this week, I just, against New Orleans, not that New Orleans is on a brick wall or anything. They they do make it tough on the QB. Um, I could easily see this game being somewhat of a boring kind of a Denver-Philly game. Vegas would agree with you. Yeah. And so, I do as well. So I would not put my faith in Tannehill this week. We can, uh, Brandon, Maddie, whoever wants to go, you guys can give me your thoughts. I got nothing to add on that. Yeah. I'm just, uh, everything you just said. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I roster Tannehill in our home league. I, I have no interest in playing him. So, all right. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. We're going to move on to the more important. I won't say more important. I'm sorry. But, um, we're going to go on to some firework makers, and those are the running backs. Maddie, take the lead on this. Take of the lead course. like your boy, Javante. Who so, is your running back stud? So my run, he's not necessarily a stud, but I do think he is an up for me. He's actually one of my biggest sleepers of the week. I'm talking about the running back for the Las Vegas Raiders. Not Josh Jacobs, though. Kenyon Drake. Drake has seen his usage go up each week uh, since Gruden resigned, uh, all the way up to about 45% last week. And his fantasy points over the last three weeks was 21, 16.7, and 16. Uh, Vegas loves this game uh, on Sunday night as the Raiders host the Chiefs, 51.5 over under. I think if you need to get him in your lineup, if you uh, maybe picked him up on waivers or if he's still there now, grab him. And if you're in a tough situation, your guy's on buy or injured, Drake could be it. Like I said, I got him at running back 25. All right. I actually have not had my eye on Drake. So I'm a little uh, clueless as to what his usage has been. I actually didn't know how the Raiders backfield was shaping up recently anyway. Because Jacobs is usually in and out with some injuries. Jacobs has been good. I like yeah. Jacobs too. Yeah, the yeah. thing they're just using him very dynamic. They're using him they in should. a way that you would have thought Gruden would have, considered what he paid him. Yeah, exactly. I thought Drake was going to have more usage under Gruden. Yeah, but six catches last week. It's what you're looking for, man. In PPR leagues, it's what you're looking for. All it took was for you know Gruden to be ousted. Better late and, than never. Yeah, exactly. What a ridiculous deal they had for that guy. NFL will um, always do that. They always yeah. recycle those old Joe Gibbs. They bring mm-hmm. them back, man. They always bring them back. Yep. That's that's cool, man. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm all, I'm all about finding the diamonds in the rough at the running back position. And Drake is, uh, you know, kind of popping out of the sand as of late. So he's one of those guys I definitely take a shot on, especially this week against the Chiefs. Brandon, how do you feel about him? Well, I like Kenyon Drake. Um, I like running backs going against the Chiefs. And when we get to my up, 
I'll talk about another one of those running backs going against the Chiefs <laughs> this week. So, yeah, but I'll, I'll play Drake. I like the fact he's been used a lot in the passing game. And like Matt said, he's on the field a lot more. Um, if he's seeing over 40% of the snaps, that's he's getting a lot of work now. All right. And because we're already on this subject in that same area, we can go to Europe. Yeah. So my my up this week is Josh Jacobs. Um, if you look at over the last five games, he's had over three catches per, which is a lot better uh, passing game usage than he, he's used to. He's had a top 20 finish in three of the last four weeks. The Chiefs give up over 120 rushing yards per game on the ground. They've given up 10 rushing touchdowns and they're 22nd versus running back. So I just, you know, Matt talked about with Drake. I think Jacobs could also see a, a another good game this week. And I'm Jacobs isn't the guy I'm usually high on, but I like his uh, matchup. I like the way they've been using him. So maybe that's what he needed, though. He needed the shakeup in the uh, coaching because I also have not been high on Jacobs over his tenure in the NFL. Um, I just figured they is one of those guys. He never seems to get the consistent usage. Um, kind of gets banged up and they'll sit him or they'll rest him and he won't get, you know, you'll throw him in there thinking he's good to go. And he ends up only getting 10 or so carries, give or take, and doesn't do much with him. Sometimes ends up being a little touchdown dependent, but because of the way it's been shaping up recently, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting back on, uh, I'm getting, I'm, he's, he's back on my good side or actually he's actually finally getting on my good side because I was never really high on him to begin with. And, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of I'm buying in now. Giving you them puppy dog eyes, man. Yeah, saying, yeah, you know, he, don't, don't hate he, on me. He's, he's bringing a little – he's getting a little glimmer in my eye. He's giving me a little smirk when I when I watch him play. But, um, <clears throat> Maddie, Josh Jacobs? Uh, just listen to Brendan talk uh, about Josh Jacobs, and I'm actually going to move Jacobs and Drake up my rankings. Uh before Sunday, I think it's just I got them at 25 and 26, but I think they should go up because I think uh, between touchdowns and pass catching ability from both guys, I think they're both have a very solid floor where the ceiling is also pretty high. All right. All right. The Oakland boys moving up the ranks. All right. My guy, my I won't say he's a stud this week, but he just did have a stud performance with a nice 40 pointer and because of the way the offense is shaping up i'm sorry to i'm sorry to do this to you maddie i'm sorry to do it to you because it happened to you but uh my dude this week is gonna be james connor of the arizona cardinals (laughs) and i this is another guy listen this is another guy i've not been a not been a fan of but i think even like even with um, Chase Edmonds there recently, and you know uh, Kyler Murray doing his thing, this guy is a touchdown machine, and those opportunities just grew because Chase Edmonds is now out for a few weeks. They're saying you know Benjamin should get some run. I don't think it's going to be much. Um, Kyler Murray might be sitting again. They might be leaning heavily on the run this week. It's not a very great matchup against the Carolina Panthers. But I think Connor is just going to keep doing what he's been doing. He's going to continue his streak of touchdowns. 
And because of the opportunity that has grown, he, in my opinion, is a must start week in and week out until that changes. How do you feel, Brandon, about James Conner? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I was uh, high on Chase Edmonds this year, and that was a unfortunate injury he had last week. But um, if you look at Connor's usage after Edmonds went out, he had 76% of the snaps, which is uh, his high for the season. He had the most carries he's had all year. He's had the most routes running that he's had all year and the most targets he's had all year. So I think he's going to be a workhorse, like you said. Eno Benjamin might be involved a little bit, but I think they might give Connor the load going forward uh, until Edmonds comes back anyway. So, yeah, I'd lock him in. Connor looks good. Uh, no, no way, no way to shake it. He looks good. Uh, I do believe that they will rear, uh, they'll hold him back. I don't think they're going to give him the usage that they did this past Sunday just because of his injury history. And they know that, uh, but they, he, I think he's gonna get the strong side of the platoon. And when, uh, Chase Edmonds was getting the strong side, he was getting, uh, about 67, 68, 69, nice snaps, uh, percent of snaps. Nice. And if that just sways to Connor's way. And Eno gets, you know, the subsequent 35 to 40%. I think it's a wheels up for James Conner in that offense. Agreed, agreed. Uh, let me ask you something, though, Manny. Um, would you try and sell James Conner what he's not. been doing? No. You hold on to you're, him. The thing is, if you're in a league, you're not, uh, you're not playing against, uh, uh, you know, your aunts and uncles, most likely. And if you are, they're probably pretty sharp. They're probably mm-hmm. listening to the show right now. Uh, they know that James Conner isn't uh, Jonathan Taylor. So they're not going to offer you Alvin Kamara. They're not going to, you're not going to be able to climb up the ladder enough to sell. Yeah. Okay. That's all I needed to hear. Okay. Now, with all the good that we discussed, it, some guys are going down. Some guys are just not going to have it this week. Maddie. Who is your running back going down the slope this week? Uh, so I hate to say this because I really like him as a player, but it's Antonio Gibson. Uh, he's going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and everyone knows that they are a stout run defense. They rank fourth in rush DVOA. They're 24th in fantasy points allowed. And the thing about them, they do give up quite a bit of receiving yards to the running back. But as you know, maybe it's due to the shin injury. Maybe it's just the way they like to use McKissick. He's getting those passing down. So uh, I just don't think he's worth playing right now. Oh, man. That's tough to hear. That is tough to hear, especially against Tampa Bay. But I agree. Uh, with the injury that's been nagging him, is a stress fracture. Right, was that? Yeah, it seems like it will be there for most of the year, and uh, yeah, they they at running back thirty-one, which is it's not good, bad, and it's so bad. I have him, I have him ranked below Jordan Howard. I mean, <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> oh God! Imagine that you've come to a time in your life you're rostering Jordan Howard. What is this? What is this? Two thousand eighteen or You drafted Gibson late first. Somewhere in the second round, and you're sitting and it there, matter. and it doesn't matter. You have to choose between him and Jordan Howard. Oh, God, man, I, I wish I could disagree with you. I I don't think I can. It could come back to bite us any given week. could come back to bite us this week. I mean, Khalil Herbert had a day against Tampa Bay just a few weeks ago. But um, 
with that injury and just, you know, the uncertainty of the usage he's going to get week in and week out, I, yeah. Put him on the bench. Let him ride the pine. He's uh, riding the pine for me, dog. Brandon? Steve, trade him to me. Yeah, so, I mean, if you look at me Gibson first, was, Gibson was my breakout running back coming into the year, and he, his usage hasn't been what you want. I mean, I thought he was going to be using the pass game a lot more, and they've clearly uh, leaned on McKissick for that. But if you look at the last week, uh, their last game in week eight, Jared Patterson also played 23% of the snaps and had 11 mm. carries. And I'm not sure if that was due to the injury as well, but if that's going to be the case going forward, then Antonio Gibson doesn't have much value. Um, and I would, you better look to find somebody else to play on a weekly basis because if he's not getting the passing work and he's seeing half the carries, um, he's not going to do much for you at that point. So. All right, Brian. Uh, who is your down? Who is yeah. your running back down? My RB, my RB down this week. My RB dud. RB dud. Sorry. Um, well, Makes actually, you know what? He might not end up playing this week. It's Damian Harris, but we'll see how his. Uh, what does he have? A concussion? He's got a head injury. I, both him and Stevenson have concussions. Yeah. I believe they're in the pro anyway. Ball. The Browns. The Browns are just really good against running backs. They're only giving up eighty-four yards mm-hmm. rushing per game. And as you know, Harris is very dependent on yards and touchdowns. Um, I would just stay away from the Cleveland Browns for running backs, um, especially if Harris doesn't play. I wouldn't be really interested in playing anybody else. Um, yeah, I would uh, find somebody else to start over Harris this week if he does play. We'll see. You know, I, I've been on the Harris train this year. I, he's been uh, good for sure. Yeah, he he's he's has a few like top. Well, I don't know. I don't want to say a few top five weeks. I know he was a top. He was the top back for week seven or eight. I'm not really quite sure when that happened, but you know, Patriots always a run heavy team, and they actually kind of have been committed to him more than they have in the past, and it kind of sucks, but. Yeah, this week, especially considering he might not even play, I, I would definitely avoid um, maybe in desperation if both him and Stevenson are out, I'd play Bolden. Ooh, but I have Bolden. Just for, just for that pass catching ability, he, he does catch balls out of the backfield, PPR for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that, I'm kind of avoiding that situation, if especially if uh, Harris is out and I would be finding someone else. Brandon's out here molding the masses because I think after listening to him, I'm moving Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs above David Harris. <laughs> it's just like just changing up your rankings on you as the show goes on. I live in the moment, man. You know, you rank them, but you got to change them. Things yeah. change. Information comes, you know. Deet, 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 deet. What's the speech you get in Wolf Wall Street? Okay, sorry. Uh, so we got so you're moving them down in your rankings too, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my uh, running back down, and this is well, two reasons, two main reasons. One is it's Jets. Two is it's against the Bills, and that is going to be uh, Michael Carter. Now he's been getting, uh, you know, the lion's share of the touches and the uh, work in that offense. Um, this week he he kind of had a down week last week after. Um, He's been sort of breaking out uh, up until that point. Uh, it's not going to happen this week against the Bills. The Bills took a bad loss against the Jaguars. 
still kept the Jaguars to nine points. Um, it wasn't on the defense. It was on the offense all day. And, you know, that day, the better Josh Allen. Uh, this week, I don't see Carter being able to do much, finding much running room. Bills are going to come with some heat, I imagine. Uh, I don't think they're going to lose twice into a row to subpar teams, especially one that is the Jets in their own division. So this week, as much as I do love Michael Carter for the long term, I'm out on him this week. Uh, Maddie, how do you feel about uh, Michael Carter? I still like Michael Carter. I got him uh, ranked at 16 this week. Okay. And, and it's because of he the two reasons. One, he ran 32 routes last week. Even though it was a down week, he still ran 32 routes. And this week is return of dun, 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 Captain Checkdown, Mike White. So even Ooh. if the, the, the huge total yardage isn't necessarily <laughs> there, I think you could still see him get five, six, seven catches, which will make your day in PPR leagues. Okay. Uh, yeah, in that case, then you could play Ty Johnson too. Mm-hmm. Oh. I no, but I'm just saying honestly, Nick. One of my main when I go to fantasy, do not play Jets and don't play players against the Bills. Yeah, so I'm, I'm right there with you with Michael Carter. I'm not looking yeah. at anybody against the Bills this year. Well, okay, um, but yeah, but like Matt said, in PPR, I mean, if a guy's gonna be targeted ten times, he's probably gonna have a decent game. So that is that is true. That is true. I, I'll agree with that. I, you know, I'm I'm kind of in a pickle, but uh, I'm just gonna ask you this, Matt. Because uh, I know you're kind of uh, high on him on your show. Would you play Devonta Freeman or Michael Carter this week? Oh, Michael Carter, for sure. Michael Carter. I got Michael Carter at 16. I do have uh, Freeman high at 24. I like him. Uh, He's definitely worth a shot, but I still like Michael Carter. He he just gets the targets, and that's what you want in PPR leagues. Now in in, uh, non-PPR, standard leagues, uh, as they're known, I would go Freeman, I would say. But – you know, he had the 23 targets over two week period. That's just, that's just enough for me to play. Interesting. Interesting. I might have to change my mind in one of my leagues, even though I'm already out of it. All right. All right. Um, did we go through all our uh, QB? I mean, uh, running back duds. Yep. Okay. So that's going to bring us to the wide receiver studs. Maddie, you were uh, pretty excited to talk about this guy. Uh, earlier when we were talking about another player on that team. Um, lead us off, man. Who's your wide, wide receiver stud? So my wide receiver stud was going to be uh, Chris Godwin, but with that injury and now with them signing Rashad Perriman back to their active roster, it's making me a little nervous. So I'm going to pivot to Mike Williams, who's also a super stud. Uh, Mike Williams right now, wide receiver, 10 on the year. Three times uh, in 2021, he saw 10-plus targets. And in those games, he scored 18.6 fantasy points, good for wide receiver 16, 14 and a half, and 31.6, which was good for wide receiver three in week seven. So I'm looking to play him for sure and play him with the utmost confidence uh, this week uh, against the Washington football team. Okay. I... You say Mike Williams? Did I? You did. See, I did that in memory. That that's for you, Tyler. That was for Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> the Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan debacle. I did that for you. Oh my I god, meant, that I guy says Mike Matt. Evans. That guy confuses the two 
every week. That was you, Tyler. I was so I love thrown you, off, man. I was in that whole thing, and I was like, I was like Mike, Mike Williams, Williams, and then you finish it off with against the Washington football team, and I was like, nope. Mike Evans. The- Everything so- I just said was about Mike Evans, not Mike. Okay, Williams. all right. I I will that say happens yes. on the show a lot. Yeah, it's 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 like the uh, what's that weird like theory where you know you remember something a certain way, but it's actually the Mandela effect the Mandela, or something like that. Mandela right? effect, yeah, yeah. Well, that was for Tyler because we miss him. Get well, Tyler. Yeah. You. We're in a perpetual loop of the Mandela effect on this podcast, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Mike Evans, especially this year, dude, he's a stud. Mm-hmm. He's also a touchdown machine. He was somebody I. I firmly believe is like a boomer bust type guy. He's either going to get you five points or he's going to get you, you know, 33 or whatever. Um, but this week with Godwin out, with Gronk out, with um, AB out, I mean, who else are you going to go to? Uh, you can go to his guys like Scotty Miller and uh, who was the other guy? Tyler. Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson. My man, uh, OJ Howard. I think Giovanni Evans, Bernard, they got weapons. Yeah, man. they got they just got weapons for days, but I think Evans and uh Lenny are gonna lead that charge personally. But mm-hmm. um yeah, he's just a lock and load. Do not sit him, especially against the Washington football team. Brandon. Yeah, we talked earlier. I like Brady. Um, and if all the pass catchers are gonna be missing, I definitely like Mike Evans this week. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean you, you gotta pair him up with the QBs, baby. You gotta lock and load. Stacks that on deck, baby. Stack it. All right. Uh Brandon, wide receiver stood. My wide receiver stud is gonna be Marquise Brown. He's playing the Dolphins tomorrow night. Um, we were just talking about boom bus. Mike Evans is usually a boom bus player. Hollywood Brown used to be that, but this year, six out of eight games, 19 fantasy points or more. That is definitely not a boom-bust player anymore. Uh, he's had 10 or more targets in three of his last four games. Over that span, he's had seven catches, 89 yards, and he's mm-hmm. he has three touchdowns over those last four weeks. And then if you look at Miami, they're 31st against receivers. So yeah, I'm dead last. blocking Hollywood Brown in. I'm playing him in DFS. I'm playing Brown wherever I can play him. I will forever hold a grudge against Hollywood Brown. Everybody does. Because of last year. I don't year. get it. If I had known what I it's it's cliche, but if I knew then what I knew now, or if I knew now, I don't know. You know, you get the whole thing. The saying, you know the saying. Yeah, the you know words. the saying. I would not have just traded him off for pretty much a second <laughs> round pick and like whatever. I don't even know what I got out of it. But last year it's just that's in the past. This year, Hollywood Brown, stud. I'm happy for you, buddy. Following in your cousin's footsteps. Not quite there yet, but lock and load, baby. Miami, Thursday night football, the the night of shootouts, the night of trash teams looking like they're <laughs> worth a lick. <laughs> Lighting off some fireworks. Yeah. What a ride or die, baby. Maddie. I, I love it. I love Marquise Brown. I love him. I love him this week. I love him on the season. Uh, he's top 12 in receiving grades on PFF despite that three-drop game. And at the end of the day, he gets as many deep targets a game as he has girlfriends, two and a half. <laughs> what a stat. That's a stat they pull up on Monday Night Football. 
They better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stat they'll pull up. That, uh, rumor has it he got a call in the middle of that game, and his third girlfriend was like, you're going to drop only two? You're not going to drop one for me? So he had to drop one more. Who was that texting ladies in the crowd for the Red Sox? Was that Pablo? Yeah. Wasn't that Pablo Sandoval? Yeah, and she had a really <laughs> funny Instagram name. I don't remember what it was, yeah. and I wouldn't say it on the pod, but I remember <laughs> they, they always used it as a reference. It always made me, yeah, it always yeah. made me giggle. Yeah, that was definitely Pablo, the panda. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. All right. Um, my wide receiver stud, uh, I've gone back to this well quite a few times. Uh, he's my pick earlier in the year as a, as a breakout candidate. Uh, it's going to be Michael Pittman. The, the guy has just come out, and um, he's – what can I say, man? He, he's he's making big boy plays. Um, he's Carson Wentz's guy right now. Uh, he looks for him. He's had some. He's had a load of targets. He's leading the league, not leading the league. He's leading the team in targets uh, with Jonathan Taylor. Um, because they're playing Jacksonville at home uh, in Indiana. Um, I could see it being more of a, you know, Jonathan Taylor heavy script, but he's going to be involved no matter what. But I think Pittman is going to be the next guy up. Jacksonville, what they did against Buffalo last week, that's that was a trap game. That's that's not going to be every week. They came in prepared, I guess. I don't know what the hell happened with that. But I, I think Pittman continues his run of dominance uh, at the wide receiver position, especially against uh, Jacksonville in division game. I, I don't see it happening any other way. And I'm just going to go with my guy. So, uh, Brandon, are you on Michael Pittman this week? I'm, I'm trying to play him in DFS at yeah, the I'm very on, least. I'm on Carson Wentz this week, so I'm on Michael Pittman. Yeah. yeah, we're going to stack uh, that. We're going to stack that little combo, too. And he's – I mean, he's sitting at – he's number nine in receptions. He's number nine in – touch. no, he's number nine in receptions, yards, and he's number 10 in touchdowns. So, mm-hmm. he's a top 10 player at the position – um, I like, like I said, I like the Colts this week. I like Wentz, I like Taylor, and I like Michael Pittman. So, yeah, I'd lock Pittman in my lineups this week. Maddie, Michael Thoughts? Pittman stud. I got him at wide receiver nine this week. Um, he's fourth in the league in contested catches. He's got six targets already on the season of 20 yards plus. Um, uh, he's just, he's handling business and he's doing his thing. And I, I definitely like him this week. Okay. All we needed to hear. Moving on to the wide receiver duds. Brandon, who are you avoiding this week? Corlin's son playing against Philadelphia Eagles. Um, he's only seen 11 targets over the last three weeks. Um, since Jerry Judy's come back, his production has dropped off a cliff. And in the three games that he's played with Judy this year, he's four catches on nine targets for 63 yards. And that's in three games. So... Mm. I mean, he's definitely – I mean, to say he plays second fiddle to Judy, and then there's Tim Patrick, and then Noah Fant's coming back, and I just – he's kind of lost in the shuffle as far as I'm concerned. <sighs> I like Sutton, but I'm not very interested in playing him this week. Yeah, I, I think he's a placeholder. Uh, I don't want to – with his talent – I know he's got the talent and he's got all that potential, but I think he really was just a placeholder for Judy. Um, 
And, you know, the more they work Julian, it's already happened that he's, he's fallen back and back to kind of to the back of the bus, so to speak. It, it sucks. I, I wish it wasn't like that. I wish Teddy Bridgewater could kind of spread the ball out more and give everybody some love. But I mean, until he gets more involved, he's kind of a he's riding the pine for me. Maddie, the way they the way they use oh. the two running backs too, it kind of it, it Bridgewater's just not going to throw a lot. Yeah, not yeah, not to mention yeah, the running backs. backs. Are, I mean, I, I know. The love for one of the running backs on the Broncos <laughs> yeah, on this show, but uh yeah. Uh Melvin Gordon hasn't been bad himself. So no, he's been good. Yeah. No, Brandon just hit the nail right on the head. Teddy Bridgewater is more than capable of supporting three pass catchers. He proved it last year in Carolina. But in this offense, the way they just hand the rock off a, a lot and play, you know, slow pace at one of the slowest paced teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh Sutton is just he may be the guy in a given game, but you won't be able to predict which game that is. And I don't think it's Sunday. Exactly. Exactly. Maddie, wide receiver down. Oh, wide so, receiver down. If if I break down in the middle of this break, in the middle of this, uh, just go without me because I may I may break down in tears because my wide receiver down this week is my boy, certified lover boy, DJ Moore. I got him at twenty three. That's the lowest I've had him all season, and honestly, I think he could honestly go lower. Weeks one through four, wide receiver number four. Weeks five through nine, wide receiver 40. Sam Darnot has tanked his season. He's The targets are there. He has yet to see less than seven targets in a given game, but there's just not – he's not connecting. Now, maybe P.J. Walker is the truth. Maybe he's the savior of this offense, but I don't think it's coming this week. He did throw a lot to his receivers about 30% of the time. In his one start last year, and DJ Moore had a great game, 120 receiving yards. But Arizona's second in pass DVOA. I don't think it's happening this week, and that's why my boy, certified love boy, DJ Moore, is a down or a dud. Oh, man, don't you just – I know you hate it. <laughs> I can't believe I got through that. <laughs> oh, you got through it just fine, man. I, I feel your pain because I know he's one of your guys. And if you know me, what you do, my guys – I love them. I stand by them. But when they let you down, it's heartbreaking. I had a few of those guys this year. DeAndre Hopkins. He's he's had his games, but he's not putting up he's not involved as he once was. You know, Calvin Ridley with his, you know, God bless him. Hope he hope he comes out all right with whatever he's dealing with uh in his personal life. Mm-hmm. But um it's just another guy. He was he was but even before that, he was he was kind of yeah, and then DJ Moore showing you what he show me what you got early on in the in the oh, don't season. Even, listen, listen. And then, can we can we just can we just can we just wrap this up, man? Hey, I, I, I don't I don't mean I'm sorry. I I'm sorry, buddy. I can't I'm, I'm giving you a pat on the shoulder right Thank now. Thank you through the camera. But um, Brandon, do you have any final words for DJ Moore this week? Well, P.J. Walker started a game last year. And D.J. Moore saw 11 targets, seven catches for 127 yards. So, I mean. There's hope. I just don't think it's coming this the, week. The, all the hope is gone with Darnold. It's gone. So, I, yeah. I'm, as, as a person who picked D.J. Moore as his money in the bank for the 2021 season, 
I'm hoping that PJ Walker <laughs> can can bring more to the table than Sam Darnold is. Insert insert the righteous gemstone. I gift. I I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean it's not with what Sam Darnold has been doing. I do not see how you can't. I could go out there and have a better fantasy performance than Sam Darnold these past few weeks. So, with that being said, I hope this guy just. I hope I hope he uh, you know lights that fire of the phoenix on DJ Moore and brings him back from the dead. That's he's in the you graveyard both, right brother. now. So my uh, dud. Uh, uh, I'm not going to call him a dud because he, he's just too heavily involved in that offense. He he is the guy. It's going to be Debo Samuel this week. Um, it's more of a temper your expectations. I'm expecting uh, Jalen Ramsey to be on him most of the game. Uh, he's a focal point of that offense outside of the running game. I know George Kittle's back. Uh, Brandon Ayuk has sort of had a uh, – resurgence as of late if you want to call it that i know it's just you know one or two games where he's kind of shown up and been way more involved um kind of kind of creeping his way out of that doghouse of shanahan but um i still think debo is the guy but because he is the guy he's gonna get the ramsey treatment and that's not always a lockdown situation uh, guys can beat ramsey but it might it it, it might just kind of hold up the offense enough if Jimmy Garoppolo struggles, which is, you know, easily a uh, potential scenario. Um, uh, let's get one thing straight for the record. This segment is called stud and dud, not stud or temporary expectations. <laughs> <laughs> but I do agree with your analysis, though. I do. No, yeah. we do that. Yeah, that's a regular thing here on Sunday. I, I, I hate to call someone a dud because I don't want to go out there right, and be like, yeah. you suck. No, we do that all the time, yeah. No, you could have got me early when I said this is not my stud. It's a sleeper. You could have yeah. got me. Yeah, but I didn't. You, you're the one who takes, you know, dirty low blows like a scumbag. <laughs> Chris Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> Gets me with a chair, puts me in the uh, walls of Jericho real quick. Yeah. Thanks. He's got the brass knuckles. <laughs> Love Chris Jericho. One of my favorite wrestlers of this generation. Wrestler up. Um. Yeah, uh, I don't know. How do you guys feel? How do you guys feel about Debo? You you can't really sit him, but no, I, mean, I think you nailed it. To be honest, I I think he's not a dud. He's just a temporary expectation. So he's a guy who's been safely in my top eight most of the, the season, uh, and now he's outside at twelve. So I think you nailed it. Okay, Brandon. Yeah, he's you know like you said, Ayuk is back on the field, and it really makes me wonder what. Kyle Shanahan is clearly a good coach, but he, I don't know if he understands how to like handle personalities really well because Ayuk should be on the field all the time. And why he was sitting earlier in the year doesn't really make sense to me at all. And with Kittle coming back as well, you like the you imagine the, the targets are just going to be spread out a little bit more. And like you said, it's you don't sit them, but temper your expectations. Okay, okay. Speaking of George Kittle, um, we're going to move on now to the tight ends, our final positional breakdown segment. Uh, we're getting there, boys. It's, it's been a long one. We've had some fun, but um, let's go. Tight end stud this week. Brandon, who is he and why? I'm going to butcher this. Pat Friermuth. 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 
All right. The Friar. Against the Lions this week. I know he's like everybody's uh, up and coming tight end and he's, he's kind of done it the last few weeks already, but he's had 20 targets over the last three, uh, 20 plus targets over the last three weeks, five of them being in the red zone. He's um, been over a 70% snap share over 20 routes run in the last two games. And um, Chase Claypool is week to week with a toe injury. I just think that could be another uptick in his usage for uh, Fryermuth. And it's basically him and Deontay going out there. We've got James Washington as well. But if Claypool is out already with Juju Smith-Schuster being out, you know, I think you could just kind of see his breakout grow even more than it already has. So I like him this week versus the Lions. I'm sure going forward, too, he's just going to be a start because uh, he's turning into something. Absolutely. Completely agree. Tight end one of the last two weeks. Frymuth, get him in. Get him on your team. He's still widely available. He's a stud. He's a guy that you need in. He's gonna. He could potentially be a league winner. Now there is one variable we have to see on Sunday is Ebron, how that affects his snap share. But the way he's playing, you got to keep that guy on the field. I think Ebron is an afterthought. I mean, he's, if Ebron, he's, if Ebron he should be and gets yeah. snaps, man, that would be annoying. I agree. Totally I love. Agree. I. I mean, I love Frymer. Number one, I love finding the you know tight end. He could be Tyler Higby of two thousand eighteen. How dare you disrespect him like that? What do you mean? Like Tigby <laughs> went on a went on a fire run that last stretch of the season. What are you talking I'm about? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But also, Frymouth was drafted a little higher than, than Higby. No, no, no. I know. I'm not. I'm not saying. You know what I mean? I know. But, no, uh, I could. Yeah. He could be. And let's let's not get that to us. And then, like you said, he's a league winner. I think Ben Roethlisberger loves his tight ends anyway. He he, he, he kind of resembles a uh, yeah Heath Miller. I was gonna say. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of what he reminds me of. And, you know, Ben Roethlisberger loved Heath Miller. Kind of, I could I could see that twinkle in his eye when he looks at Fryermouth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it, you may have just, you could have just struck tight end gold like Dalton Schultz, you know, for the season. Schultz, absolutely. Free agency pickup. I remember uh, looking at Fryermouth uh, earlier on in draft season thinking like, what he could potentially do this year. And a lot of the uh, analysis um, takes were that it would be more of a uh, long, uh, maybe like next year type of move, like developmental type uh, player for the Steelers. But, you know, sometimes you get thrown into fire situations and Mm -hmm. you got to put it out, man. He's been doing that the past few weeks. I'm on board. So, uh, get that man, get that man. If you know you're lucky enough to, Maddie. So my tight end stud this week is a, a guy that has kind of come out of nowhere. Uh, Dan Arnold. Last week he led the Jaguars in fantasy points. The postman, the postman, absolutely. <laughs> and this week he's got the the Colts on the road. Colts rank uh, currently. Uh, 26th in past DVOA, and they're actually surrendering a bunch of points specifically to the tight end. And for whatever reason, Trevor Lawrence likes to meet this guy uh, over the middle of the field. He's been throwing the ball a ton over the last two weeks. He's seen uh, 17 targets over the past two weeks. And you may not know that the postman's pretty athletic. He has a free ran of 46840. He's in the 97th percentile burst score, 93rd percentile agility score. I think he might be someone that you want to get now and hold for the rest of the year. Hold for the rest of the year. 
you trust Trevor Lawrence like that? No, I mean, I mean, no, it's been I, happening. Not necessarily, I, yeah. I don't trust yeah. him like that, but I, I trust Dan Arnold this week. I got him at tight end 12. Yeah. And it's tight end. It's tight end. I mean, yeah, yeah you take shots on anybody at tight end like, at this point. The way he's been targeted since he's gotten into Jacksonville, like, yeah, I mean, they use him and they throw the ball to him. He's big, he can move. I mean, I like him. He was tough. I think uh, he had 10, like he had 10 targets. He had, I don't know. He's been putting up numbers. He's been productive since he's gotten into Jacksonville. I just, yeah, I'd roll with him this week. And like Matt said, I'd, I'd be interested in seeing what he's got for the rest of the year too. This yeah. is a weird week for tight end where I, there could be, I like set, like when I look at my tight end rankings, when I was busting it out. I, there are 17 potential tight ends that I don't have a problem playing this week. It's weird. They all kind of have good matches. And, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I'm just willing to take shots on any tight end that's, you know, getting a look mm. that gets involved any given week, you know. But Dan Arnold, I, I like Dan Arnold in uh, Arizona. You know, I, I like his uh, prospects there and, you know, you know his, his game, so to speak. But they just never used him like, you know, you would a typical tight end. He, he wasn't really that involved given, you know, the – random bust out week but he's been more involved in jacksonville um so yeah fucking part of my friends load him up <laughs> man you know edit yeah edit that out because uh when the teacher gets back he's gonna yell at me so. <laughs> when the substitutes in the kids can play my bad Cut it out. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get a little slap on the wrist for that. Anyway, turn that out. <laughs> I said it under my breath, right? Was that was that loud? No, the the swear wasn't that as bad as this this last 15 seconds though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, tight end stud for me. Uh, I was gonna go Dalton Schultz. He's already been a stud um, all season long for Dallas. They have a good matchup against Atlanta, uh, but I'm going to pivot. I'm going to go with Noah Fant, who just got off the uh, um, COVID IR list. He's been back at practice. Uh, they're going up against uh, a team that is dead last against uh, tight ends this season. That is Philadelphia. Um, I think if anybody's going to be involved much in the passing game outside of, or at least in the game plan outside of the running backs against Philly. Um, I'm going to go ahead, shoot my shot and say, it's going to be Noah fan this week, especially, you know, tight end. We were just saying I I would play anybody, no fan, even with his COVID. um, He's back. Yeah. Well, even with him going on COVID and they didn't have that bye week yet. Have they? Not yet. Okay. He's still in the uh, top 10 at the position. Mm -hmm. Um, And although just like most tight ends, they have their uh, down games. uh, I think now is a good chance uh, to play him as any this week against the Philadelphia Eagles. Even though he's just getting back. Brandon? I like Noah Fant, and I'm definitely at the point where I'd probably start him this week. I just... Like I talked about with Sutton, I, on a week-to-week basis, I just don't know who they're going to be throwing the football to. And that's what worries me. Yeah, but 
I like Fan overall. I, I don't know if you guys saw, but at the trade deadline, he was kind of he was liking people's people's tweets for like yeah trade Noah Fan, and he was like liking them all. <laughs> like he wanted to be traded from the Broncos, but hey, I mean, yeah, I I, I think he's talented, and and whenever he's kind of been given the opportunity to be the main guy, he's performed. But yeah, I just don't know if they're gonna throw him the football enough. I like him. I definitely like him this week. Philadelphia Eagles, one of the best matchups for your tight ends. So get him in. All right. Batty, you got a uh, tight end dud for us? I do. I do. I do. Okay. Uh, this I'm just going to say it, it's Rob Gronkowski. He may not play in the game, but the reason why I want to put him out there is sometimes uh, you may hold out hope for a guy with Rob Gronkowski's ceiling. I'm telling you right now, don't do it. Between him being banged up, between him potentially missing the game more than likely missing the game, go ahead, hit your waiver wire now. Make sure you get a Fryermuth, get a, a Dan Arnold, get a Tyler Conklin, a Tyler Higby, get one of those guys and get him in your lineup because it's not worth starting Rob Gronkowski. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm always against playing a banged up Gronkowski because you never know. So uh, I'm with you on that. My, uh, I guess we're just going to go through this quickly. Um, my, Tight end dud for the week is going to be Dallas Goddard. Uh, since Zach Ertz has uh, been shipped out, I haven't seen much of uh, what I've wanted to see out of him. I don't think that's going to get any easier against uh, Denver this week. I don't like what I've been seeing out of Hertz. Um, he kind of spreads the ball around too much, and he doesn't really um, – you know, not many people succeed in Philly. I'm kind of down on him until I can see that. Even if it means me missing a monster game from Goddard, I'm kind of out on him until I see him get involved more, more consistent usage and um, production. Yeah, uh, Dallas Goddard, he, he, he's kind of a roller coaster ride, but, uh, you know, if you got him on your team, you probably don't have a better option. Exactly. And he's talented enough, though. Yeah. You got it. Look, I, we talked about that earlier with Hertz. I just, I don't, on a week to week basis, I think you maybe sustain one player, like you saw with Smith last week. Um, so you like you said, you're going to have some, you know, fourteen point games with Goddard, and you're going to have some six or seven point games with them. All right. Well, Brandon, you got a you got a dud for us at the tight end position. My tight end dud this week is Jared Cook playing against Minnesota Vikings. Um, he saw a season low snap percentage last week, forty three percent. He only ran twenty routes, which was tied for a season low. Um, I know when I was talking about Pat Fryermouth earlier, Matt brought up Eric Ebron. I kind of want Jared Cook to go away so Donald Parham can start seeing the the work share. Um, he's a young athletic dude. Put up some some decent numbers last week. I think he had three catches and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like to see that going forward, and um. And like I said, Jared Cook, it was it was a season low in snaps and routes run, and he had, he still put up a decent game. I think he had four catches and nearly fifty yards. But yeah, he's my tight end down this week. I want Power more involved, and and hopefully Herbert can uh, find a new friend out there. Completely agree with that. I got him uh, outside of my top fifteen. I actually am at tight end nineteen this week. Uh, last week was a weird game where they used a three tight ends. I think that continues. Yeah, so if he's Anderson, just right, yeah, they even used Steven Anderson. So between the timeshare and yeah, he got the four for 50. 
which isn't terrible. But I mean, if that drops down to two for 40, whatever. And that's even a two for 40. It seems pretty ambitious. <laughs> Jared Cook is still a thing. Oh, my God. He's a good pro, man. He's had a good career. Yeah, he is. I, I, I hate on him a little too much, but yeah. It's time for the 6'8 Mac Daddy stud Donald Parham. Oh, I totally agree. I, I I wish they would do that. I wish. But Jared Cook, like you said, he's a good professional player. So uh, teach him the ropes. Is Donald Parham a uh, rookie or? No, he's actually, he came from the XFL. He was a rookie last year, uh, and this is his second year playing for the Chargers. I like those big Mo Alley Cox type dudes, 6'8". He was a Mo Alley Cox from basketball player, stud athlete. Yeah, exactly. I wish they would get more of those guys involved, but I imagine they break down easier at times. Anyway, all right, so we got through that. Um we're going to move on to our take our pick segment. And uh, Maddie, this is going to be your first time getting involved oh, in excited, this. You, I, I'm sure you're pumped. Um, I wish I could tell you what our records are up until this point. Brandon, I don't know if you have that on. Nah, hand. No, no, no. That's Tyler's job. We'll, we'll get back to that next week. Okay. Okay. Did, <laughs> all right. Yeah, that, that's, that's perfectly oh, fine. Um. We're just going to go on blind. We'll, I have we'll, Tyler's I, picks, though. Oh, you do? I do. So, yeah, when I give mine, I'll give Tyler's as well. Okay. Let's let me, get this uh, thing started. Let me, yeah, let me get a pen. We'll act like this is a whole new year, a whole new uh, record because Maddie's here. Um, okay. Let me, let me just start this real quick. So, first pick. I wish we could kind of go over the last ones we did. It's going to be for the Thursday night game. Uh, more rush. I mean, I'm sorry, more receptions, Jalen Waddle or Hollywood Brown. You want, want me to go first with mine and Tyler's? Or oh, yeah, yeah, we could do that. All right, I'm gonna, I'll go first. Mine is, I'm gonna take Marquise Hollywood Brown. Okay, Tyler's taking Jalen Waddle. Tyler's taking Waddle. I am going to go with Waddle because he's my boy. All right. Maddie, what is your who are you the tiebreaker? I mean, I'm going with Jalen Jarvis Landry Waddle. Oh, yes. That you know, that's I say that all the time is that he is pretty much Jarvis Landry. Don't he's you like dare give him hundred air yards. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think Marquise Brown has more fancy points. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Okay. So, Brandon, you're the only one who picked Hollywood. Yep. Outlier. The, that could, Strategy. Yeah. I like it. I like black tactical. Sheep. Very black tactical. Sheep. I like being able to see Tyler's picks. I can pick different every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, okay. Quick, but now, Tyler's picks up against the Zoom. I, camera, I shouldn't so we say that. Really, we, we yeah. The next one, you're going to read the next one up? Yep, next one. Number two, one o'clock game, Steelers versus the Lions. More all-purpose yards, DeAndre Swift or Najee Harris? All right, so I'm Tyler picked Najee Harris on this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with Tyler. So there's two okay. Harris's. I'm on the okay. Tyler train. I'm going Najee Harris. The dude is a usage monster. Uh, you if know, you look at the defenses, too, I just... I think Harris is going to kind of go off this week. 
Yeah. I think it's I think it's borderline disrespectful for us to say that the Detroit Lions is going to start Najee. Harris. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I kind of thought about that after I made that, but I'm also going to go Harris. Unfortunately, I wish I picked a different combo. But okay, number three, more receptions in the four twenty five game Packers versus Seattle. DK Metcalf or Devontae Adams? Tyler went Devontae, and I will go Devontae as well. Maddie. Oh, Devontae. He's a straight dog. Did you guys see the clip about him talking about uh, OD, uh, Odell Beckham today? He said, you know, Odell Beckham, in his last game, I think he caught one uh, pass for six yards. You know, he comes here. We can get him more than that. We can get him, I don't know, two catches for 12 yards. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going with that dog. Absolutely. Uh, Devontae Adams is a stud. You don't pick against Devontae. Yeah, oh, man. This one, it, we do we know Rogers is back? He's back. Okay. Actually, we don't know, but I think that's the the, the, the yeah, trend. Yeah. Um, Russell Wilson's definitely back. I think I gotta go Devontae though. Unfortunately, I kind of want to go with DK, but I'm gonna go with DK to switch it up. So DK, you guys got Devontae. I might have just given myself a loss, but hey. More passing TDs, Derek Carr or Patrick Mahomes? Tyler took Patrick Mahomes, and I'm going to pick up my heart here instead of my head, and I'm going to go Derek Carr. <laughs> I love it. Maddie. You know, I just uh, – I really want to apologize uh, to absolutely nobody. I'm going Derek Carr. I'm going my heart too. <laughs> Guess what, guys? I think Mahomes is in a bit of a slide. I'm going Derek Carr, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> and just like that, we just maybe gave Tyler the point. I know. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Okay. All right. Last one on the docket for the Monday night game. More receiving yards. Brandon Ayuk or Robert Woods. Tyler and I are both going Robert Woods. Robbie Trees. Nick, you go. I'm going to go. I love Robbie Trees, but I think Ayuk's resurgence is real. I'm going to go Ayuk. I'm going to go for the spirit of tactile, tacticalness, being tactical. I'm going to go with Ayuk, but okay. I do love me some Robbie Trees. Hell yeah. I love it. Okay. So that wraps up the take your pick segment. We've all made our picks. Brandon, you seem to have the most actually. No, it's just the first one where you kind of went off yeah. track. I went off track with DK. But okay. So we're about to wrap up the show, boys. Guess what time it is? Cha-ching. Money in the bank. Cha-ching. Better bring that money to the bank. Get it out. Get out the wallet. Get out the checks. Get ready to write them. Um, Brandon. Yeah, I'll go first. So I, if I remember correctly, I think two weeks ago, I believe my money in the bank pick was DJ Moore. They were playing the Atlanta Falcons. And I thought I had picked Sam Darnold to be my QB stud that week against the Mm -hmm. Atlanta Falcons. Mm -hmm. I had picked DJ Moore to be my money in the bank, hundred yards and a touchdown. He failed to get both. And I'm still going to blame that on Sam Darnold, but so, yeah, I didn't cash in my check two weeks ago. We missed the show last week. And this week, I'm going George Kittle. 
He's going to finish as the tight end number one for the second week in a row. Okay. Take that to the bank. He finished as a tight end one last week coming back? Sure did. Against the toughest defense against tight ends. Yeah, that's surprising, actually. Okay. Okay. Brandon with the – I got you. Maddie. Uh, you know, it, it's I got a while since shot. you were able to do this. I haven't done it since baseball. Baseball. It was a baseball money in the bank, yeah. and I was pretty sure I got it wrong. But I'm here, so I'm swinging for the pen for the fences. There's no way on God's green earth am I going to come here and do some 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 shrimp stuff. So what I'm going to say is the homie, my guy, Javante Williams. Mm-hmm. Eclipses 100 yards from scrimmage. He's coming off his very first 100-yard rushing game. Was kind of left out of the passing game and saw exactly zero targets. So that is a little nerve-wracking for me. But you know, he's going against the Eagles at home, and he's just a—he breaks all the tackles. You show that man a tackle, he's just breaking it. He leads the league in missed tackles force with 35. Give me Javante. All day, and when he's free, you can take that to the bu- 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 bank, baby. I love the stats you put on Javante, dude. I love the love you have for him. I love the faith you have in him. Oh, I got his rookie card displayed in my office right now. Oh, my Lord. I love it. Okay. For me, I am gonna go. I'm doing this off the cuff. You know, I go big with these. I'm just, I'm just. Oh, hacking. here we go. So I got a pen and paper for this. So here, let me, let me see if I could do. Let me do my best Nick impersonation of his money in the bank. All right, let me hear. All right. So, player on my fantasy team is going to get 102 yards receiving, two touchdowns receiving, but he's gonna do an end around sweep. That gets him 14 yards, no one, no more, no less. Did I get it? You were close. No, actually, I'm going to go the opposite. I don't always pick guys on my team, do I? No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. I, I no, but even... you do have, you do have the always have like, if this dude hits, he should have went to Vegas and put money on it. Because oh yeah, I know. It, the, sure. the odds would always be so crazy. You never know, man. You never know. It's, it's like, all right, well. I will say this. I think I'm going to go with someone who's not on my team in Mr. Tom Brady. And even yeah. with the injuries that he's had, he's going to throw for not one, not two, not three, but four touchdowns come Sunday. And he's going to throw for 350 plus yards against the Washington football team. You can Ooh. take that to the bank. Baby, lock Mike Evans in those lineups then because Mike Evans is going for 150 and two touchdowns. (laughs) Mike Evans going for three touchdowns, (laughs) maybe DFS stack of the century. (laughs) I don't even remember what my last money in the bank was, to be honest. I'm pretty sure mine was DJ Moore. I'm sure, I'm sure it was some receiver 100 plus yards, two touchdowns. Um, was that the was was it? The last time you guys recorded with you and Tyler had really it was at the one before the last one you recorded. That was the one before, I think. Okay. Yeah, what the one I was the one I was not on, I still gave them my money in the bank, I think. Yeah, you did. I don't remember what it was though. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Well, next week when Tyler's and for the record, back, I bet was... you hit. I'm just gonna say it. 
I, I think I people I listening don't, don't remember that you hit. I don't think it was outlandish, to be honest. I think it was a very basic, like, uh, let me just get a win. Let me take it down a notch. I think if I remember correctly, it was Aaron Rodgers was going to admit that he took Ivermectin. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed that one on the head, Nick. You nailed that one, Nick. <laughs> yes. I didn't know so many football analysts knew who Joe Rogan was. Uh, Joe Rogan, the man's man. All right, guys. So uh, it's about time we wrapped it up. It's getting late. Um, any, uh, it's been a blast, Maddie. I'm glad you came on. I'm glad you were able to make the time I mean, as a father of uh, three, three girls, I'm building three, my basketball three team. wild women. Yeah, yeah. About to be the WNBA. Yeah, about, I'm building my WNBA team. No, it's a blast. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for having me. I've been wanting to come on. I listen to you, like I said, every week, and I usually in my headphones are like. Ah, uh, uh, who would be my up? Uh, who would be my down? So it's good to come out and actually be able to do this. But uh, before we go, let me just go ahead and do my shameless plugs. Uh-huh. Follow me on Twitter at Maddie Kiwoom. You could see my uh, rankings that come out a few times a week at couchguysports.com. Uh, and it, do me a favor while you're on uh, on looking for uh, some fantasy podcasts after you've done the Grand Slam uh, Fantasy Sports Podcast, go ahead and download Keywoman Jones Fantasy Football Show. You can get that wherever you get your podcast. And every Tuesday, my FFB Market Watch Twitter thread comes out where I break down a whole bunch of players on their stock, whether it's up, down, and if you should buy, sell, hold, or uh, go ahead and drop. So, uh, yeah, that's my sh- that was my uh, one-off stop to Shameless Plug City. Well, I'm glad you can do your own Shameless Plug because I would have – not been able to handle all that to help you out. So, but glad you had, I'm glad we had you on, man. Um, Brandon, any final words before we uh, close this thing and bid you guys? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for hopping on Matt. Of course. It was a pleasure to have you on the show and uh, get well soon, Tyler. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. We I'm miss you, buddy. Next week, brother. Yeah, I'm, I've been shaking my boots all episode. I've gone on a few rants by accident and <laughs> I need you back, buddy. Uh, I love that voice of an angel. I love it. After TF affairs plays their little tune comes on. It's like, mm, it's music to my ears, man. All right. Check us out at the GSF podcast on Twitter. And thanks everybody for listening to the grand slam. Fantasy Sports Podcast. Peace.